Welcome everyone. This is the first episode of the Being Pod, and I am your host, Huncho Bean. And on this podcast, we'll be discussing everything from football to basketball. I really don't cover the other sports. I mean, that's not really my area of expertise. But other than that, I promise you that I will be giving you my best in the, of that nature. And to tell you a little bit about myself, I am a 20-year-old college student going into his junior year. I am a communications major trying to become a sports broadcaster. And my favorite NFL team is the Commanders. My favorite team is the Suns. I am a diehard Kevin Durant fan, and I will stand on anything about him (laughs) to the end of time. But now that we got a little introduction out of the way, first order of business that we'll be discussing is after the first I would say five to six days of free agency. We'll be discussing all, well, all the major moves and how do I feel about them. And to start off, I'll start with the worst one, Jeremy Grant. He's 29 years old and he's about to make $160 million. I guess the Blazers thought this <laughs> would be the piece that would keep Dame around instead of going out and actually getting some real talent. I mean, no disrespect to Jeremy Grant, but if you want to keep Dame around, this is not the person you will want. Honestly, I rate this at F minus. <laughs> this is just very bad. For the Rockets with Fred Van Vliet, three years, 128. Average salary is 42. I mean, I don't, it's not a bad move, but I just think that after you drafted the Thompson twin and, you know, your young team, I wouldn't go out and get a 29-year-old. I mean, I guess you want the veteran leadership, but, I mean, that's what Dylan Brooks is for. But Fred Van Vliet, I mean, it's not bad. I give it a C. I just think you could have paid him less, but I get you had to spend money for agency with the new CBA rules. Kyrie Irving returning to Dallas on a three-year deal. I mean, I think this is a win for Dallas, but Kyrie, I heard there was speculation that no teams wanted Kyrie, and I don't understand why. He's probably one of the most gifted basketball players to ever touch the ball. I mean, they got him for three years, 126. I mean, it's not bad for Dallas at all. But they get the running back with a full season with Luka and Kyrie. So, I get it's one about a B-. minus. I mean, I felt like Kyrie should have had more options, but apparently nobody wanted him. The Cam Johnson going back to Brooklyn. It was a. I think this is a win-win for both sides. I think the Nets are in a very good place for the future with all the picks they have. I mean, they could go out and get Damian Lillard. But Dame is being one quite of an asshole and trying to force his way to where he wants to go. But he really doesn't have enough say in the matter. But they got Cam Johnson for four years and $108 million. I think this is a win for both sides. Cam Johnson's, I mean, his numbers have only gone up over the years. He's a, I, w- I would give him a terrific shoot, uh, three-point shooter. So, I mean, I would give this, a, give this one an A. But Kuzma stand in Washington. I mean, maybe he sees the vision that we don't see right now. I mean, Jordan Poole with Tyus Jones and the French kid they just drafted. I mean, that's this great young core, but Kuz, you could have you could have want uh went and won now. I mean, I get money talks, but winning also talks. And at the end of the day it's gonna be not about how much money you made, it's gonna be about, you know, <laughs> did you win or not? And I Feel like you're not putting yourself in a position to want to win, stand in Washington during the rebuild years. So, I mean, I give this one a C. 
then we got Chris Middleton returning to the Bucks. I think this was good for the Bucks. I mean, Chris Middleton could have gone elsewhere. It was speculation that the Grizzlies wanted him, but it was it was good that they kept him. He was when healthy. He's probably a top ten two way player, and in that finals run with the Bucks, he was without him. They don't win the finals. Giannis may have had that historic performance in the finals to uh, win the game, but they don't get there without Chris Middleton. And then Draymond Green returning for four years, uh, $100 million. I think this was like the same exact contract before. Like before. I think this is a win for both because if the Warriors don't have Draymond, they don't win. Draymond is their second best player on that team. Their best defender, but I just wish they would have went out and got some size. They don't have a player that's over seven foot on their team. And when you are in the West, when you got a teams like the Nuggets, I mean, the Lakers, I mean, the Grizzlies, like they are tall teams. And for you not to get that, I mean, I think that's that, that was what worries me the most about this team. But Draymond returning is absolute A plus, absolutely an A plus. With Dylan Brooks going to the Rockets for four years, 80 mil, I wouldn't have gave him 80 mil, but I think it's a good deal for both. Dylan Brooks gets to prove himself somewhere else, and, I mean, he gets a lot of hate in the media for being the villain, but I think that's what is needed for basketball. I mean, and they're too buddy-buddy nice-nice nowadays, but I think Dylan Brooks brings a different energy in that, and I like it. But I would have gave him less. I, would, I can give this one about a B. B minus, 80 mil, I think it's too much for a guy who is average at best from shooting a three. I mean, and defending-wise, I would say he's, I want to say top 10. I mean, I'd say top top 20. He's probably a top 20 defender. And then you got uh, Jakob Portal staying with uh, the Raptors. That was good for both. I mean, they went and traded him and then traded back for him during the season, so I think, it's, I think it's good. I think 80 mil, I think, yeah, they got him for a steal. I get this. I'll probably get this one to B plus. But Max Struess, I mean, I don't see what the Cavs get Max Struess and paying him 63 mil. I just, I mean, I'm not a big Max Struess fan. I mean, one minute he's on, one minute he's not. I mean, he's inconsistent. And to give him 63 mil, absolutely not. I wouldn't have spent that money. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have got I wouldn't have gotten. Uh, but I give this to C. And Austin Reeves, the Lakers got a steal. He was projected to get a hundred million, a hundred million in the offseason, but they signed it for fifty six. I think this is an absolute steal. This is an A plus signing for both. I mean, not Austin. I mean, he could have, he really could have got that bag, but you know. So they they got him for fifty six million. I think this is an A plus. I think they're gonna run it back. I don't know if they're gonna. I mean, they're a better team than what they was. But I don't know. If, I don't know if they're gonna get to the finals. A lot of spec uh, obstacles in their way. Curry Jones returning. I mean, I, I know he opted out his deal to negotiate extension, but I think they got a premier defender for cheap, fifty-six mil, and he's only going to get better shooting the ball. So, I mean, he's. I think. I think he's a top ten defender. He's only going to get better shooting the ball. I think this is a plus for both. With Grant Williams going to the Mavericks, I mean. I, Guess you could say he could fill that Dorian Finney-Smith role, but he—I think he's like a little smaller than Dorian Finney-Smith. But he shoots the ball better. He shoots the ball tremendously better. I was watching that series against the 76ers, and he just—he's inconsistent. I get his three-point percentage has went up every like every year since his rookie year, but 
when I, from what I've seen, I don't think he's that good of a three-point shooter. But getting Grant Williams for this price, I think this is a great, great, great signing for them. They need the defense and the three-point shooting to build around Luka. All they need is to go get another defender and to get a center. Because, I mean, Christian Wood, Dwight Powell, JaVale McGee, trash. Absolutely trash. Rui Hachimura returning, 51 mil, three years. I want to give him 51 mil. I would probably give him around the 40 mark or 40, 45, but I want to give him 50. But this is great for both. He played, I would say he was their fourth best player in, that, uh, in the finals, I mean, in the playoffs. And to get him to get him to return, that, that was great. Dante DiVincenzo, four years, 50 mil. See, these numbers, I mean, Dante DiVincenzo, I get I get why they went out and got him, you know, Jalen Brunson, Josh Hart. But 50 mil, four years. I mean, this was what he'd been on the Bucks, the Kings, the Warriors, and now this he'll be on the Knicks. This will be his fourth team. I'd probably say like five or six years. So why go out and give him 50 mil? You could have honestly got him for cheaper. Brooklyn's Lopez returning. Absolutely. A plus signing. He I think he should have won. Did he win defense with it? Nah, Jaron Jackson did. I think he should have won defense player of the year. I mean, it was. I'm not mad that Jaron Jackson won, but they both uh, they both deserve it. And to get him back was great. It was great. To get him back was great. But Bruce Brown signing two years, 48 mil, getting about 23 million dollars a season. I mean, money talks. I mean, money talks. But you could have had an opportunity to run it back. But now, I mean, this is great for Bruce Brown. It's great for the Pacers. He, what he did with the Nets, and then he only got better. He only got better when he went to the Nuggets. I mean, he won't have Jokic around him to, you know, give him all that space and opportunities, all the, you know, all the attention on Jokic. You'll have what Albert and Miles Turner. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this is great for Bruce Brown. Great for the Pacers. I would say a B. I would say a B. I wouldn't say I wouldn't go any higher than a B. I I don't know if he'll start. I don't know if he'll be, you know, coming off the bench. But it was great. D'Lo to the Lakers, two years, thirty-seven million. Absolutely not. They should have let that. They should have let him go. They should have let him go. I mean, <laughs> I didn't like. I didn't like D'Lo. I think they should have kept Shooter. They. I like the Vincent signing, but I think they should have kept Shooter and let D'Lo walk. Giving him this money, he's not. He's a cone. He's a cone on defense. He's a cone. And then he shot like he shot like shit. And I'm not understanding why I go go back and get him. Shooter. I mean, he, he's not going to give you, what, 15, but he, he'll play some damn defense. He can get you 10 and 5, 10 and 5, maybe 12 and 7, if, you know, LeBron is willing to pass the ball. But he could give you 12 and 7. But I don't I don't like this signing. I give it an F. Kobe White, three years, 33 mil. I think they had to do it since with the Lonzo, Lonzo injury. I'm not mad at this signing. I give it a B minus. Matisse Thibel. The Mavs offered him three years, 33 mil, but the Blazers matched the offer sheet, so he'll be returned to the Blazers. I think the Blazers should have let him walk. I think you're about to go on a rebuild with Simons, Scoot Henderson. I think you should have just let him go. I'm not, I mean, I'm not mad at it, Kevin, but I think you should have just let him go. I give it a C. And then Gabe Benson, three years, 30 mil. I love the signing. I would say, I would say he was either third or the fourth best player, depending on the series for the Heat. But, yeah, I, I'm not mad at this sign. I, I give this a B. I think he is a point guard who will play defense. 
And that's what you need. Guys who want to play defense, not because they have to, but guys who will willingly want to go out there and play defense. And I'm not mad at this. Jock Landau, four years, 32 mil. See, I think he won when Phoenix offered, I mean, to let him go because he won't go get this money in Phoenix. But I'm not mad at this. And I watched him in the Nuggets series. He was the better center between him and Aiden. Jock Landau, he played ball. He played ball. But 32 mil, they honestly could have got him for 15 mil. But 32 I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it. I, I get this a C plus. Harris Levert returning. I think he should have went elsewhere. I mean, that Cavs team. I don't know. I think they should get rid of that two bigs, Allen and Levert. I mean, not Levert. Allen and Mobley. They they got to get rid of uh, Allen. If should just start Mobley at the five, I mean, I'm not understanding the. Sp- I don't get the spacing aspects of it. But hey, I'm not the coach, and I really don't like that coach. JB Bickerstaff, trash. George and Ian going to the Cavs. I'm not mad at it. I mean, I don't, I don't know. He brings energy. Like when I watched that Brooklyn and Philadelphia game when he was all hounding Ben Simmons, as he brings energy to the court. And I'm pretty sure he brings some certain type of leadership to that locker room. I mean, they're fairly young, but I'm not. I wouldn't say they're young, but they're fairly young for them. But yeah, I'm not mad at it. I give it a B minus. Nah, fuck that. C plus. Joe Ingles, man, man, let me tell you something. Joe Ingles to the Magic was probably the weirdest day one free agency signing I've seen all day. I'm not understanding. That was just, it was so weird. I, I really don't even know what to grade it. Maybe they think he'll be their veteran leadership, but I, I really don't know what to grade that. That is just, that's something else. Trey Jones returning to the Spurs. I like Trey Jones, and I think him and Wimby could be something, could be something if he continues to develop correctly. Trey Jones, he's not a bad player. I, I I like it. I give it a B minus. Reggie Jackson returning to the Nuggets. Weird. I don't. He didn't play a single minute in the playoffs. I don't. I don't understand. F. Troy Brown to the Minnesota Timberwolves. F. Miles Bridges returning to Charlotte. B minus. Russell Westbrook returning. Russell Westbrook played phenomenal in the playoffs. And ever since he got to the Clippers, he's a. I wouldn't say he's a winner, but he plays his ass off. And I like how they got him for cheap. Two years, $8 million. Absolutely love it. I would give this a B plus. Derrick Rose to the Grizzlies. I mean, I think they brought him there to mentor job because Job Morant wants to be Job Wick right now. So, I mean, I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it at all. And then let's talk about these sons signing. Damian Lee returning. Case Bakes, Diop, Drew Eubanks, Yuta Watanabe, Eric Gordon. I'm not mad. I mean, I think they get the depth they need in certain aspects, but I think they still need like a point guard. I think they should go out and get Rajon Rondo to get. If you put Rajon Rondo with Booker, Beal, Durant, and Aiton, he would average ten to fifteen assists. Literally, he would. So I think they should go out and do it. Honestly, and I, I wouldn't be mad at it. I wouldn't be mad at. It. I don't. I mean, he's a cone on defense. Don't get me wrong. He's a He's a fucking cone. But I won't be mad at it. Yeah, I mean, I, I did the major free agency signings. I mean, there's some in there that I just really don't think, like, I really don't think. I mean, the Jackson Hayes one. Okay, I'll talk about that one. 
I think if they start Jackson Hayes and put AD back at the four, I think I think it will work because AD at the four, he's dominant. He's dominant. Like, let, let me run this down. All right, so you put – I will put Braun at the one. I will put Braun at the one, then I'll put Rees, Austin – I mean, Rees and Rui, and then AD, you know. And then you have Vincent come off the bench, and then you would have, you know, the other guys. Toy and Prince. Oh, yeah. I'm mad that the uh, – and they could go out and get Bo Bo. I mean, I'm surprised that the Magic cut him. <laughs> I think that was really, really dumb. He's basically Victor Wimbenyama light. Shorter. I mean, I want to say he shoots as good as Victor Wimbenyama, but, you know, he blocks shots. He can, he can handle the ball well for his size. You know, he can shoot the three-pointer. I, I was surprised that they let him go. And all right, let's let's get into this Dame news. Uh, I read today that you know he his agent told other teams that if they went out and traded for him, they would get an unhappy player. Dame, I would be I would think that you would be grateful that you wouldn't be anywhere near that Portland Trailblazers organization after they, you know, failed to build around you. But you want to go out and make shit even more difficult for yourself not understanding what leverage do you have in this deal like what leverage do you have in this trades at all I, I don't think you have any you don't have a no trade clause so they could send you they could send your ass to the fucking magic ball i care and you wouldn't be able to do shit about it you could what probably sit out i mean but then they will have to wait what wait 60 days to trade you again i mean i'm not understanding so you should be grateful that contenders are reaching out like i mean if you went to the nets i think that would be Perfect. I think that would be the perfect situation for you. The next have the picks and the assets to go after you. I mean, you have Mikhail, Cam Johnson, defensive player to your candidate, and Nick Claxton. And then you have Dane right there. I mean, I don't know if you start Spencer Dinwiddie right there. I wouldn't. But, I mean, it's – I mean, come on, let's be real. Let's be fucking real. Dame, I just think, look. I guess you don't want to run from the ground, but you're trying to go to the team that just left the NBA Finals. So how are you, you know, I'm, I'm not understanding that terms of aspects of logic in any of that, but no. Dame, I think you should be grateful that contenders are reaching out for you and trying to go and get you. So don't be, so don't be playing like this, Dame. You need, you need to win a ring. Nobody else. I mean, Jimmy Butler, what? He's only two in the Finals now. I don't think he needs to win a ring, but... I think you do, Dane. You're trying to prove that loyalty and this and that. But at the end of the day, winning matters. And you weren't going to win in Portland. You'll probably have a better chance winning in Brooklyn, New York, fucking Celtics. I mean, let's be be grateful, Dane. Be grateful. I'm, I, don't, I just hate this. I just hate this. Like Bradley Bill, he had the choice of where he wanted to go. He could have went to the Kings. The Bucks reached out. The Heat reached out in the Phoenix Suns. And they couldn't trade him because he had a no trade clause in his contract, so he chose to go to Phoenix. I mean, they got a, I mean, I mean, they got a hell of a haul in return for what, four first round, six pick swaps. I mean, he did them a service, honestly. They're set up for the future. They traded away their assets. I mean, come on, let's be real. But yeah, so Dame, let's just cut the bullshit. Be grateful that you know teams are coming after you and they want you on their team because I mean, what you're in your thirties. I mean, you don't you don't got much longer. You're not gonna play. You're not gonna play till you're forty. You know, you'll probably retire when you're what thirty five, thirty six. I would say probably after your next this next contract is up. So, all right, Dan, you. I'm not about to let this shit get me lit up. 
hot right now, but I want to react to the Scoot or Brandon Miller uh, because Brandon Miller's first two summer league games haven't gone the way I mean, I guess people wanted him to go out and dominate because he got took in over Scoot. I would have I would have personally took in Brandon Miller. I mean, I'm more of a guy. I mean, athletic guards, they, they're only so good for so much time, you know. They burn out. Like Russ, he burnt out. Rose, I mean, you get the injuries, but he burnt out. Like, he's not the same. He's going to have to develop a jump shot to be consistent in this league. Like, when he was in G League at night, teams, they went under his screens the majority of the time. And they were daring him to shoot the ball. And he wasn't a great shooter. He wasn't a great shooter. I get he has time to develop that, but, I mean, let's be real. He's only going to think about getting to the paint. I get that's what his skill set is built around, but you're going to have to shoot. At least get a, a hell of a midi game. You know, make make people want, like, instead of stop daring him for you to shoot. But you got, I would have took Brandon Miller. Brandon Miller, he shoots the hell out of the ball. He's 6'9". He plays defense. I mean, I get his NCAA tournament. It wasn't great. It wasn't great. It wasn't great. He shot like shit, but, you know. I think the potential that he has, he he could be better than Paul George. I mean, I get that's his goal, but that's who he plays like. I mean, that's what you see when you watch him play. He could be better than Paul George. I mean, Paul George, bro, let me tell you something. Paul George is the smoothest basketball player to ever touch, to ever grace this court. His game is so smooth, but injuries, they keep derailing him. If we get a full year of healthy Paul George, we've seen what happened. He was third in MVP voting. I'm not saying, I'm not saying that that's going to happen again, but he has that potential, and I just think that injuries are slowing his, slowing him down. But, yeah, I think the Blazers with Scoot and Anthony Simons, I think that's good for them. They got a, the backcourt of the future. Anthony Simons, he's paid. I think he's on like a four-year, hundred-something million dollar deal. Scoot, you know, rookie contract. So you go out there and get you a big. I would, if I'm with Scoot, I don't know if I, don't know if I get a big that's just rim, like rim-heavy. I'll probably get a big, like, DeAndre Ayton-esque, like, who's dominant. I mean, he who could shoot a midi, like, shoot a midi. I wouldn't say I want him to go out there shooting threes like he's motherfucking Steph, but I want, I want a big who can, like, space the floor a little bit, give him opportunities to run the lane, because if he, you know, attacks the basket, he could just pop it out to the, the center for, like, a nice little midi game. But, at, but your wings, I think your wings, I don't know, I think your wings have to be 3 and D guys or one with, you know, who starts off as a 3D guy and then he, op, you know, elevates into a third score for you, you know. Make sure they're tall. I would say about 6'8 six, to 6'11. Six, six, Make sure they're tall. You don't want a 6'6 six, six guy starting at your small forward nowadays. I think the league has grown too tall and the offensive. You can't play defense how you want. So you can't, you know, get up in their grill. So I think you would have to, you know, go 6'8 six, to 6'11 six, for your uh, two forward spots. I don't know. I mean, I'm not, I'm not really a draft class expert. I'm not really, I don't know who really knows who's next. I think it's what DJ Wagner, Bronny, I think Jeremy Kane. I'm not, they're not too sure. But you would have to go out there and get a wing. And I, the problem is, you would have to draft it because no team, no guy willingly wants to go to Portland. Let's be real. Who the hell wants to go to Portland? I mean, maybe for the sightseeing. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't even know what the fuck is in Portland. But. I just, you know, they have a small market, so they can't really go out there and get the guys that they want, get the guys that they need. So they have to work with what they got. And it's unfortunate. It really is unfortunate. But, yeah. I, 
I just think that they're both going to be great players. They're both going to be great players, but I would rather have Brandon Miller. I get some people would rather have Scoot Henderson. They say if Victor Wimbayama wasn't in this draft, he would go number one. I would still take Brandon Miller. But I'm not mad at you for wanting, you know, I'm not mad at you for wanting Scoot Henderson at all. Absolutely not. I just think that we all have our preference, and, you know, nobody's ever going to be set in stone. Everybody's not ever going to be set in stone on the same thing. But, you know, if we can hear each other out and see, you know, each other from your point of view and my point of view, then it'll be great. So I, I get it. I get it. I'm not mad at either choice, but, you know, that's what I would rather have. And for me on the bean pot, we're going to be doing something at the end of the podcast. You know, this is the first part of first podcast episode. So we're not, you know, I don't want to really overdo it, but it's this thing that I want to do. And it's called, you know, legendary game of the day. It's where we discuss legendary games and like legendary moment games. Like you got the Steph game against the Thunder. You could do LeBron. LeBron and Kyrie's what was game five against the Warriors. I mean, yeah, it's legendary games. And I just think that my legendary game of the day will be to start off with my GOAT. My GOAT. Kevin Durant's game. Well, you could do game five or game seven, but the game seven where he lost, his foot was just a little too big. It was on the line. But if you go into that game five performance, that's that will be my legendary game of the day. Kevin Durant's Game five performance against the Bucks in the uh, Eastern Conference Finals. He had what, forty nine, seventeen, and ten. He missed the free throw to get fifty, and he still talks about it. And he's pissed to this day. But if you go into it, I mean, James Harden was playing on one leg. It was basically Kevin Durant against the Bucks, and he, they couldn't do nothing about it. It was all. It was a legacy game for Kevin Durant, and he proved that he can win by himself. But you know. Nowadays, he's not going to, you know, put himself in that position. He wants the best team around him. So, therefore, he, he went to the Warriors. Therefore, Bradley Bill wants – I mean, I don't get the narrative that people are mad at Kevin Durant for former super teams. It's not like he's the GM, but I get that, you know, every team he's been on has been good. Like, I get it. But you can't get mad and say Kevin Durant is doing this all on – like, he's behind this. Like, basically, he would be a better version of what lead GM. And I, <laughs> that's funny. But back to the game. I, I watched it from start to finish. It was, it was a spiritual, spiritual experience. And I, I really enjoyed how he just kept, like, he just, he didn't quit. I mean, you got Giannis on, you got Giannis, Drew Holiday, and Chris Middleton. Then you had P.J. Tucker guarding all on the other side. You got James Harden on one leg. You, then you got, what, Blake Griffin at center. And then who, who else? I don't even know if Nick Claxton got burned that series. I don't even think, I don't even know if he got burned. Then you had, was Joey Harris there? I don't know. I don't know if Joey Harris was there. But yeah, that, that game was truly epic. I mean, to get, to do that as the focal point, like, <laughs> that's James Harden in the regular season, basically. Like, James Harden did, had 60-point triple-doubles, 50-point triple-doubles, all in the regular season. Of course, he's never done that in the playoffs. I mean, I get it's more, you know, teams are more locked in. You know, they're more focused in on you. And for him, for the teams to be focused in on Kevin Durant like that and for him to still put up them type of numbers in the magnitude of if Kevin Kevin Durant doesn't win this game, he can't win by himself, and he went out and proved that he can, but he chooses not to put himself in that position. 
I think that was really special about that game. And I, I'm a, it's unfortunate. I think that if Giannis doesn't step on Kyrie's ankle, that they win the finals. That Harden has his ring, Kyrie has his second, and Kevin Durant proves that he didn't need Steph. I mean, I think that Kevin Durant and Steph needed each other. I think at that certain point, they needed each other, and that's about it. They needed each other. But I think that will be my legendary game of the day. It was a, it was very special to watch. I mean, all the games that I'll discuss. I mean, some will be regular season games, but majority will be in the playoffs. I mean, or at least the ones with the most legendary moments, I would say. But, yeah, that was a something very special to watch. But I appreciate y'all tuning in to my first podcast episode. Uh, we'll have plenty more of these where they come from. <laughs> And it was, it's only going to go up for here. I promise. And please reach out and drop questions or suggestions or anything like that. Comments. And, you know, I'll discuss them on the next podcast. But I appreciate y'all for listening. And this is Huncha being signing off for the first episode.